big boobs, little boobs, curvy, petite, introvert, extrovert, loud, quiet. You, my friend, perfect, exactly the way you are right now. I'm Steph, your host, the big boobed introvert CEO of Confetti Curves, and I'm going to remind you that confidence comes from loving all that you are right now. Shall we get started? And we are back to episode two of season two. Yay! I made it back for a second recording. Um, so today I'm going to be talking about my decision to move to Melbourne. Um, so if you haven't listened to episode one of this season, go back and have a listen to that first because it gives a probably a bit of context to what I'm going to be talking about today and a bit of a like update of where I've been and why I've been gone for so long. Um, but it's okay. We're back now. Um, so I'm moving to Melbourne in hopefully November of this year. Um, and it's currently, as I'm recording this, the first weekend in June. Now, it feels like it, to everyone in my life that this has been like a, a, a split decision and I've just made it. And that's not at all the reality of what is like gone into me making this decision to move to Melbourne and the agony that has like taken over my mind before I got to this point. So I'm going to try and give in a typical Steph manner, a roundabout story of how I got there. So I bought my house that I'm currently living in and the background on, of this podcast um, in 2015. And in 2015, when I bought this house, I was engaged. Yeah, I was engaged to what would be my first husband. Well, my only husband so far. Um, <laughs> but my first engagement and we had grand plans of a life together. Like this was the house we were buying to have our marital bliss and to have our children in and to be our house. I should just just clarify. I bought the house. It was always in my name. He didn't actually buy the house, which made it a lot easier when we got divorced. But anyway, um, so I bought this house in 2015 and I had like this real sense of pride in my life that I had a house and it has been one of the things I've been most proud of of myself is I had this achievement of like I like lived the Australian dream and I bought a house and the house became fundamental in my identity if that makes sense like I was Steph the homeowner and like I was Steph with the cool house um because I've decorated it in such a way that it's gonna be a pain in the ass to paint but um <laughs> to sell but that's okay I am working through that. Like I worked through that a lot. Anyway, so in 2015, I bought the house and then I got married that year as well. And then 2016, my husband at the time moved to England and I stayed in the house uh, because I had a mortgage. So I couldn't go to England for six months with him because it was impractical. And I, in that instance, chose the you know, not renting the house out and not going and following him for six months, I thought was more important. We also had a puppy. The puppy was a big factor as well. Um, to stay here and it really cemented to me that the most important thing in my life, rightly, wrongly, just factually, was my house and always maintaining the safety of keeping my house. Like it has always been my sole purpose in life is to own this house and I have developed such a connection and like it's big it yeah 
it has always been like my priority kind of thing. Apologies for my dog in the background if you can hear that. Um, so then in 2017, well, tw- late 2016, early 2017, when we divorced, I like really dug my heels into being like, this house is everything. I decorated the kitchen in a like real fuck you manner to him. Um, and then continued to like dopamine design and make this house an expression of who I was. And I also started to make it feel like it was my safety blanket. So as the years went on, different relationships came and went. And in 2019, uh, the hellish last relationship I had took place in this house. And because it was COVID times, a fuck ton of things happened in this house. And I was never able to leave it. And so when that relationship ultimately broke down, it took me a really long time to get him to actually move out of the house. And the house started to become this kind of like extension of me where I felt like this house was a representation of me. And once I had him out, then I was whole again because while he was here, I wasn't whole because he had this like part of the house. And then this funny thing happened was when he moved out, I started working with Amy Triscari, the amazing life coach that I owe a lot to. And one of the very first things she said to me in like early 2021 was you need to like move. Like you need to get out of this house. You need to like go somewhere else. She's like, Canberra's not aligned to you. And like this house is kind of like, kind of like the weight on your shoulders. And I was like, Amy, no, like this house means everything to me. Like I love this house. This house is me and I can't get rid of this. And Amy's like, no, no, no. Like, honestly, like, you don't have to sell it. You could rent it. You could just Airbnb it. Like, I think that, like, you to thrive need a new location. And I worked for Amy with Amy for six months. And the entire six months, the house kept coming up as this huge, like, thing. And I was like, was like no, Amy, you're so wrong. Like, the house is fundamentally important to me. Like, it... If I sell this house, I'll never be able to buy a house again. Or, you know, if I was to go and rent, like, it would never be the same. And, like, I just had this kind of, like, the second I was no longer in this house, I had this fear that I would never have safety again. Or, like, I would never have the ability to be a homeowner and then have the like the ability to express myself through to like the way I designed my house because you know I'd be living in someone else's space or I'd be so broke that I could never afford to like be there again and Amy's like just keep thinking about it just keep thinking about it and so it has been like mulling around in my mind for 18 months now that maybe this house or this location isn't for me anymore and of course my like ultimate dream has always to be has always been to live in America. Um, And my applications for a green card (laughs) have not gone my way. But also, if you take into consideration the, the state of America, but also like how hard it is to move internationally, to get a job, to take the dogs, all that kind of stuff. Like America's kind of, I think, the pipe dream. And also fucking hard to achieve. So... Then I was like, well, if I can't live in America, I'll just continue living in Canberra and that will be it. Then in October of last year, I went and did an intensive uh, mushroom journey with 
Holly. And one of the things that came up in that session was that I wanted to live in Melbourne. And I thought that was really strange because I have never had that kind of, like that has never really been a conscious thought of mine. My sister lives in Melbourne and I'm very close with my sister. So like it's this really exciting kind of thing to think about, like living in Melbourne near my sister. But I just never really thought of it as like an actual thing I would do like the crazy thing is back in like 2013 or 14 like oh would have been earlier than that maybe 2011 before I bought my house I looked at buying a house in Melbourne what and like maybe like renting it out or something and I was like oh yeah like maybe Melbourne's for me and then I had this whole like mentality of like I would never earn the money that I'm currently earning in Melbourne because I don't have a degree I don't have like I have government experience like I am a career public servant and I have done a lot of work in the government and I don't feel like I had transferable skills. Realistically, now I know that I have transferable skills and I have the insider knowledge, like not, like the inside experience of working within government and I work in procurement. So like, anyway, it's a whole other story. Like I would have a career if I just have this fear of limiting me. Um, anyway, so when I was having this discussion with Holly, she mentioned that like I said that I want to live in Melbourne and I want to live near my sister. And I really dismissed it. And, like, I didn't think that was actually what, I don't know, the universe was meant for me. So it's been kind of mulling around in my mind. I was like, oh, I don't know, like, maybe Melbourne is a place. I'm not really too sure. Maybe I just need to visit my sister more or kind of thing like that. So it just keeps bubbling away in my mind. And then later that year or maybe at the start of this year I had this real kind of like what is in Canberra for me like my mum lives here and I have a couple of friends from high school or from work but I don't see them very often like I probably catch up with a friend once a month and I spend majority of my time in my house counting down to when I'm going to see my sister again or when I'm going to go to America um and it's just I'm not living, I'm existing and I'm going through the motions and, you know, I love that, like my house and my house makes me happy and like all of these kind of things, but it's like, I'm in my early thirties, like I need to live my life. So I started working with Amy again at the start of this year and again, the house kept getting brought up as a consideration of something that I should think about, like letting go of. And Amy recommended that I start working with a somatic therapist, Liz. And so I had my very first session with Liz a couple of weeks ago. And it was amazing. I just cannot believe how much shifted in one session. And one of the things, I think I mentioned it in my last episode, but one of the things that came up was this grief. And I processed some grief during this therapy. And... I had this dream about that night about snakes being in my house and how I just couldn't escape these snakes and the snakes wouldn't leave at all. And in that moment when I woke up, I was like, I'm going to move to Melbourne. And that day I was talking to my work bestie and I was like, I'm going to move to Melbourne. She's like, what? And as soon as I told it to a person, she, I was like, 
I'm doing this. And I said it out loud and I said it to someone and then I told my sister. And my sister was like, what? Like, seriously? And I was like, yeah, I'm definitely going to do it. And I started looking at rental properties and I was like, actually, this is more affordable than I was anticipating it was going to be. And I just had this lightness after making the decision. And even telling my mum was nowhere near as dramatic as I was anticipating it being. And I just felt so free in that moment and knowing that like fuck yeah like I've made this decision I'm gonna do this and it's gonna be amazing and so I'm moving to Melbourne I've been doing a lot of research and I was going to rent my house out and rent a place in Melbourne so I had like a 12 month safety net but the more I think about it the like there's nothing left for me in Canberra like there's no one thing that I could point to that would be a reason for me to come and live in Canberra again and the cost of having a rental and the tax implications and all of those kind of things would leave me with not enough money to have a nice rental property in addition I've got two dogs which makes it fucking hard to get a rental and a risk of any damage or anything like that and losing my bond and all of those kind of things so I think as of today at least you know nothing's set in stone as yet but I'm pretty certain I'm going to sell up my house and buy a new one in Melbourne and get to have the pleasure of redefining who I am by who I want to be not the perceptions of what I think I should be I can redecorate my house in all sorts of fun ways I can have this whole new sanctuary for me that doesn't have any of the traumas of past relationship or memories of like sobbing on the floor uncontrollably and I get to have this whole new fresh start with my sister like within arm's reach of me and to have a person to go and do the fun things with and to share my life with and get me out of the house like even if it is just to go for a walk with someone in the morning or to get some dinner with my sister and have a conversation while eating a meal. I think it's fundamentally going to make my life fuller. And I'm so excited. Like, Melbourne's so much more my vibe. Like, there's so many amazing things I want to do in Melbourne. Like, the comedy festival. I can go all month long. I want to go to the Australian Open. I want to go see AFL games. I, like, there's so many, like therapists and women's groups and activities and like accessible yoga and like swimming pools and all these kind of things I'm like I cannot wait to get up each morning and go and do something like and just have a completely fresh start while also having the security of my sister and also the push from her. Like she's someone who will get me out of my comfort zone. Or be like, let's go and do this thing that I wouldn't usually do. Like I just think it's going to be a phenomenal experience. And I'm so fucking excited for what it's going to bring. And I'm going to try and document it both on my podcast and on the Confetti Curves Instagram. So that I can share like all of the things that I'm processing. Because I know... It can, like, in my experience, it's fucking hard to make a life-changing decision. Like, Amy Joscari, the life coach, she moved to Mexico with her seven- or eight-year-old daughter, and it just looks so easy. Like, she just made this decision, and she went, and I was like, I'm so envious 
of that like what appeared to be freedom and this like no ties to anything kind of attitude that she had and I was like fuck I want that and that's not like my brain can't just go here's an idea let's do it like I need like I am not a risk taker so it has been this like six to nine month kind of slowly mulling away and now that I've made the decision I'm like fuck like I feel so good about this um I started packing last weekend and I found all sorts of random things and like processing those emotions has been really interesting like I found like my wedding album and like I've been divorced six seven years now and like I was like do you take that with you do you throw it out like what do you do I have put it in the sentimental box because I feel like although the relationship's over like that's still a memory and it was still a great weekend and like I enjoyed sitting down and like looking through the photos and being like wow that was a fun time in my life so I have taken that um school reports I have not I've gotten rid of those because who needs them um but yeah I just feel like there's going to be probably some things that as I go through this journey I can share and other people might enjoy so this will filter into some of the other kind of content and stuff that I have to talk about but this is really consuming all the conversations I'm having at the moment so why not just have a, <laughs> a conversation with you guys too and also if you have any tips about moving into state I would love to hear them um DM me at confetti curbs because I have never like I moved into this house from my parents and have just slowly kind of built it up the other big scary thing about this is I'm looking to sell my house and live with my parents for a couple of months <laughs> which I will probably start recording some podcasts in my car while living with my parents because we're all going to need an outlet. Um, it's going to probably bring up some really interesting things. But financially, it's going to be a great, like, it's going to be able to, like, get me really on the right track so I can start off Melbourne afresh and have hopefully still enough freedom to be able to do decorating and still go on trips and things like that. So I can't wait to share the journey with you guys. If you just had as much fun as we did, come follow us on Instagram at Confetti Curves, leave a five-star review and subscribe so you never miss an episode.